Hello, travelers, and welcome to another episode of the Chrysalis Train. And I have a human sitting across from me. Who the hell you is, human? I am Stephanie. You call me Steph or Steffi. Steffi. <laughs> and I am Anthony's tribe. Mm, I would say we're like tribe. Tribe mates? Tribe mates. Mm, uh, do we want to call it that? Tribe mates. Yeah, why not? Tribe mates. Yeah, sure. We are tribe mates. Yeah, I like that. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, um, well, I am 27 Mm -hmm. and I love photography. I moved to San Francisco last year, actually. Mm -hmm. I've been living here for a year already and I love writing. Um, I'm currently a school teacher, but I'm going to be studying. Um, I'm, I'm going to be getting my MA in psychology pretty soon, so, mm-hmm. well, actually getting throughout school, so I'm really excited. Um, I love, see, I love the color red. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> oh, if I feel like I, there's so much to say about me, but I don't want to like, oh, and coffee, of course. Of yeah, course, coffee. Yeah, I'm the coffee girl of the house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's pretty much Love that. Mm-hmm. So, first of all, thank you for joining me, uh-huh. appreciate it. So this podcast is all about self-awareness, personal development, all of that fun stuff. So I want to start off by just asking you if you would consider yourself to be an aware person, and then what does that look like for you? I feel like I am pretty aware, um, and it took me a while to get here, because I feel like, um, you know, as somebody that has lived 27 years of her life, Mm -hmm. um, I do think that, um, you know, I was always very careless mm-hmm. about people, about things, you know, I I was never really like taking things serious. So mm-hmm. for me, being aware, um, you know, there's there's a lot of, how do you call it, there's a lot of development in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like right now where I'm at, I'm still learning, but I'm definitely more aware of like the people that I surround myself with. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and the energies that I want to keep around me too. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's, you know, do I recommend it? I, of course, I do mm-hmm. recommend everybody should be aware of what, what and who they're consuming because yes. it will create such a big difference in your life. I love that you said what and who they're consuming because mm-hmm. the who is almost bigger than the what, honestly, because the who can kind of move towards the what in a way. Like who you surround yourself by kind of dictates what habits you pick up, what foods you eat, the way you dress, and that all impacts your energy. And, you know, we're on a chrysalis train, right? So, yeah. of course, yeah, the train will take you places, and it really depends on, like, you know, who you surround yourself with. And definitely, mm-hmm. yeah, when you put it that way, it's like every influence we have in our lives are going to lead us to a path. And whether yeah. that path is good or not, it's a path that, like, you know, whoever we're consuming is taking us to, so... Mm-hmm. Please be aware if that's what you want. Absolutely, absolutely. Like, you and I were actually talking about this the other day in regards to, like, you know, what you consider to be a friend, what friendship means to you. And, like, I talk about this all the time in my podcast, how sobriety has opened my eyes to certain clarity things. And the way I define friendships is huge in that regard. Like, back in the day, I'd be like, if we just hang out, automatically, we're friends. But nowadays, I'm of the mindset, like, that's more, more to it than that. Yeah. Like, capacity alone doesn't mean friendship it's like does the energy add to yours yeah. does there add, is there growth there mm-hmm. and are you willing to be honest with each other mm-hmm. all of that yeah and I think um you know when it comes to like 
the vocabulary word for friend is like when you describe someone it's like like oh yeah my friend you know and i have learned not to say that because you know when you say my friend so and so where you can say this person i know mm-hmm. or you know what what helps me is mention their name first and they're like who is who are they you're like oh this person i know yeah so yeah it's like you know you kind of have to like um you know mix the or not mix but like kind of like find new vocabulary words you know on your own i know it's it sounds like a lesson but it's not it's mm-hmm. definitely like you know friendship is something super sacred and like we were talking about yesterday it's like if trust and honesty are things that a certain person has over you that's like it checks off on the friends list whereas Absolutely. like because we live with 70 people mm-hmm. n- they're not all your friends like these 70 people that i live with i would consider at least maybe four of my friends mm-hmm. and you know but i love everyone yeah you know but it's like there is a certain level of like you know i love hanging out with you i love going out to parties with you but i don't consider you a friend Mm-hmm. And that's totally fine. It's totally, totally fine. Like, mm-hmm. you can totally have love for someone, just like human to human, enjoy spending time with someone in certain capacities, in certain environments, but the friendship level isn't easily handed out or easily achieved. Yeah. Like, there's definitely some give and take, and all relationships require work. Friendship also requires work. Yeah. And having fun with someone doesn't automatically make them your friend, it's yeah. just someone you're having fun with. Yeah. Exactly, and I think that, um, you know, because a lot of people are also needy, mm-hmm. I think that, um, you know, which is why, like I said, which is why I really, I've always loved learning about psychology, is because, mm-hmm. you know, those people that are needy, whether, you know, even then, you want to help them, because, you know, they need a friend, they need someone, they need this and that, but it's like, they take all that in, but they are not working with themselves, which mm-hmm. is also a big big problem because I feel like when you're not working within mm-hmm. you're still giving out this energy that up to people that this is who I am but you know whether or not they're I mean your energy works with them it's like you know you have to be aware that you know if I want to be this way all, all, all the time mm-hmm. like there is like a certain disorder that is um you know I don't know if you've seen the movie Split I've heard of it but I yeah. haven't seen it I mean it's I don't know if it was called like multiple personality disorder, but I feel like when it comes to that, you know, it's kind of like I'm not say, I'm not saying that there's people like you know like this around us, but it's like take that as an example of like today I'm gonna be this person, today I'm gonna do this person. It's like no, you know I'm gonna be this person today because within yourself you're not like you know processing. Mm-hmm. You know it's like oh yeah you know I'm totally like this, so nobody really knows who you are. So it's so important to always work within. First, and then, Absolutely. You know, take it out. You know, I used to struggle with that tremendously. Yeah. Like, I used to be very codependent yeah. and very, yeah. like you said, very needy. Yes. Because, like, in those days, I haven't done the work, mm-hmm. and I was so focused on like, this is what I've gone through. I'm so lonely. Therefore, be my friend and love me for who I am. Yeah, blah exactly. blah blah. And that's all understandable. Yes, but be that as it may, if you're not going to do the own work for yourself, then it doesn't matter how people you have in your circle, you're still going to be lonely to a degree. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember back in the day, I would always kind of over-romanticize relationships, yep. sensationalize every interaction as automatically we're best friends. Yeah. To this day, I still struggle with that. Yeah. But I've learned to recognize it, at least, because I am actively doing the work. Yeah. Exactly, and I think that, um, you know, because I, like I said, of course, we all, you know, 
I tend to have the same things like, oh, like, what does this mean? It's like mm-hmm. everything, not everything has to have meaning. Mm-hmm. Everything is just, you know, especially like I said, living in this certain house, temp- like temporary things are like, they kind of take over. Because mm-hmm. you have to realize that this certain person that you meet maybe for four months, they're going to leave. Mm-hmm. And maybe they're here for like a year. They're going to leave. But, you know, for me, what has helped me, you know, instead of like finding me to everything, like, oh my God, like, does he like me? Does she like me? Oh my God, like, you know, instead of doing that, like, I, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I give people like a one month trial. Oh, I like that. I don't know. I don't know if I've ever told you, you this. You haven't. I have not, but this is the thing. So because temporary is the word for this house for mm-hmm. you know some people i i don't know who i told but i, I said when somebody new moves in of course it's like oh new person new energy mm-hmm. new everything everybody loves things that are new and people but then you know a month passes and then like they are not like they're so different mm-hmm. but then it's either either they are finally unmasking themselves or maybe my perspective of them is not what I thought because like I said and you've said this before we are the main characters in our stories Mm -hmm. and we want to be all the time but to me and it has helped me you know say this like give everyone that lives in this house at least one month to kind of like unwind and you know can I mention names? um let's let's give them code names yeah code names okay so our mutual friend, yes, the best person in the house, yes. we know who it is, mm-hmm. she told me this. She's like, Steph, she's like, it's better to just try to get close to them like little by little, like take small steps. And I'm like, of course, of course she would say that because she's fucking smart and awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, it does help because like I said, give them like a trial. And like, I mean, you're not changing anything by yourself, but it's mm-hmm. like, you know, you just have to kind of like ease into it because I mean, I'm not the person that quickly like falls in love or, you mm-hmm. know, but I do love when, when we connect, we connect and then yeah. when there's chemistry, there's chemistry, but also it's like, you know, you kind of have to slow down and be like, maybe it's not going to be this way all the time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whether or not, like I said, because August we had so many good vibes and it was a hard month. After. It was a hard month and, you know, we had know one year people living here that finally moved out it mm-hmm. was difficult but yeah you know that's also what i you know want to say about like you know kind of like your own perspective versus what's really happening yeah totally i love the whole one month thing because you know what that's true in a place like this where we live it's easy to get to know someone super quickly and yeah. automatically put the label on them like oh we're best friends or we're hooking up it's fine mm-hmm. or oh we're dating it's this it's that but that's only been one week yep. you can get to know quickly in one week but not everything we're all onions there's so many layers and within a month you don't see the whole thing, but you see a lot more for what it is. Yes. And I also like what you said about how... I'm terrible at quoting things. But you said something along the lines of how we put meaning where there isn't meaning. Yeah, exactly. And then sometimes, though, sometimes there is meaning for us personally. Mm-hmm. And when that's the case, it's important to, first of all, understand within yourself mm-hmm. what that meaning is. Yeah. And then understand if that's something you want and or need to put energy towards because yeah. sometimes even though it means something to you and that's valid it doesn't mean something to the other person mm-hmm. and you have to have that understanding that realization and in some cases that awkward conversation yeah 
and that can be a whole can of worms sometimes. I mean, I'm the kind of person who will unapologetically be like, okay, look, this is how I feel. This is why I feel this way. Can we talk this out and try to resolve this or move forward or grow? Not everyone's gonna want to. Mm -hmm. And it is what it is. Yeah. And it's, it's always even more difficult when it's somebody that straight up does not care. Like that's the worst because what you just worded, I wish I could have done. Mm -hmm. And I just had a word vomit when I did it. But how you, you know, worded everything of asking, you know, it's like, I feel this way, you know, mm -hmm. about this. It's just, you know, and it's always sometimes the worst part is when you give, you give everything, like you give that energy, you know, you're honest and then that person just does not care. It's, it's probably one of the worst things, but honestly, like I said, you'll never, and this is what I've also, um, you know, in the enrichment circle that I did, the feelings that we feel, anger, frustration, are just short term. They, they are. are only, they will only be with us for maybe like weeks or maybe two months. Mm -hmm. That's it. Those are the shortest feelings we will ever have. Yeah. Whereas, you know, the longest term is sadness, which is, but only a few examples of sadness shown that's a mother losing a child, which is, you know, of mm -hmm. course. But yeah, frustration, anger, like, you know, disappointment, short term. So if you guys didn't know that, now you do. Exactly. If you're feeling frustrated or just angry at someone, you'll probably get over it, which mm -hmm. is the best part. When it's finally over. It's so liberating when it's finally so over. Liberating. But for me, mm -hmm. I totally agree. Those are short-term feelings. Yeah. I try to do like a body scan when I feel those things. Yeah. And I ask myself these questions like, okay, I, yes, I'm feeling angry mm -hmm. or I'm feeling frustrated, blah, blah, blah. I, ha I have this negative feeling yeah. towards this person or the situation. But then I ask myself, is this going to matter five minutes from now and or five days and or five months? Mm -hmm. If the answer is yes to any of those things, then I'll sit down with myself and like, okay, the answer is yes to five minutes, five days, five months, whatever. How can I address this in a way that's healthy and let this go? And if the answer is no, then I'll be like, okay, I'll let myself feel this feeling, but I don't need to address it. I'll just accept it then move on. Yeah. But if the answer is yes, if, it, if I feel like this will have some sort of impact or it matters in some way, that's when I need to do one of two things. Either do the work within myself and find a healthy way of processing it, or that's when I will initiate contact with the other party involved and be like, okay, this is how I'm feeling. I think we should talk about this. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I agree. And that's usually when that's your friend, because it's a friend that you know you care about. Mm-hmm. Um, and the hardest part in this house is because we see that person every day. Yes. And if it's if it's if it's somebody that you have a you know problem with even at work, because work issues are kind of like home issues, because work is your second home. It sure. is. Like totally. I know for me, like working with other teachers, working with you know, I tend to like see who passes a vibe check mm -hmm. and who you tell things to because, like I said. I live with 70 people, but I also work with so many people. And sometimes teachers, I mean, teachers love to gossip. We love to gossip. That's like a fact. But when it's an issue that regards somebody, and then there's a person that also has a problem with that person, you're like, okay, so something's up. But you professionally have to address it. Mm -hmm. If it's at work, you have to, because me and my coworker were saying, how do we address this issue to the, you know, to the boss? And I told her, I feel like we should both do it because since we have this issue, it's like, if, you, if I have the issue and I tell her, she's like, uh, 
I don't see anybody with the same issue, but if it's two of you guys, and that's the same thing with people, it's like, if there's a certain person you have a problem with, you know, that you're living with, mm-hmm. and there's another person, and there's another person like, you know what, same thing. So it's like, so how can you both do it? How can you all do it? Like, how do we get to the middle ground of like, how do we address this? Mm-hmm. Cause it's always that one. And it's funny because you watch Friends, right? All the this time. Is, this is my favorite example. So the cast of Friends, mm-hmm. you know, the show was getting popular. They were getting views. They were getting, you know, so many fans. So what the cast did was that the six of them agreed that they all had to get paid more. And so because I think one of the actors, I don't know if it was Jennifer Aniston or um, Courtney Cox, she was like, yeah, we should get paid more because, you know, we have so many viewers. And they said, I think one person said if only one of the actors were to go to the director, they would not pay us more. Because all of us had a consecutive, like we all collectively had to say, pay us more. And that's an example that I have with like you know how do you address something and I always remember that friends thing because it's like it's true that is true it's like sometimes we collectively feel this way and it's like mm-hmm. we have to learn how to work together teamwork teamwork <laughs> having yeah. reinforcements goes yeah. a long way it doesn't mean you're ganging up on them it just exactly. means we share this feeling we want to address this and move yeah. forward exactly and that's you know that does come with maturity it does and really understanding like even when you have an issue with someone, you have to look at it way in a way of neutrality, not like, ugh, like, not like this person. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know how you're dressing today. That's why I'm addressing you right now. <laughs> but no, you definitely have to have that neutral standpoint of like, I'm not talking, I'm not trying to like, you know, minimize you. I'm not trying to do this, but this is an issue. Yeah, for sure. Always have that middle point, like middle ground, sorry. Mm-hmm. That's why whenever I do, whenever I am addressing an issue with a friend, yeah. I try my hardest, and I'm not perfect at this, yeah. but I try my hardest to use strictly I statements. Like, yeah. I feel, I experience, I observe, I yeah. see. So it's all in my perspective. I'm not putting any blame on the other person, not making them defensive. And that way it's like, this is what I see. This is how I feel. I want to understand what's actually yeah. happening. I want to understand your side and I want to comprehend. Exactly. It's like when, and this is, this is a really good, um, way of like handling trouble with I work with kids and one of my the main like one of my boss says okay when a kid does this don't ask if say I'm not asking if I'm asking why Mm -hmm. because then they're gonna be like oh they're not because they say did you do this like no but I was like why did you do this they're like oh they own up more that was it Oh, go ahead. No, 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 you go ahead. That's a huge lesson that I've learned living in this house, honestly, because, you know, we live in a fishbowl. We all see everything that we do. Patrick, we really are. And you know what? Things can get easily misunderstood Mm -hmm. because of that. Like, someone could tell you one thing, and then you see something different, but you don't know the whole story. So it's easy to understand, not understand, to misunderstand, come up with your own narrative, but it's better to understand, understand, God, words. It's (laughs) better to approach it in the sense of, this is what I see. Why is it happening like that versus what was said to me initially? Let's comprehension. Because they're so close doors to themselves. Exactly. But the walls have eyes. You see everything. You yeah. hear everything. Yeah. The things I hear that I don't always want to hear. Oh, man. Yeah. Like the accidental eavesdropping. Yeah. And then the funny thing, it's accidental, but you don't stop listening. It's like, oh, I don't want to hear this, but okay. I know. It's like I said, I think that for the most part, we do try to like, um, how do you call it? We try to comfort each other mm-hmm. as the best way we can. And for me, like I said, it's gone to the point where like, if I don't feel the vibe in 
the kitchen and the mm-hmm. theater room and the you know living room, I just come up to my room or go to my computer skills. Mm-hmm. That's what I do because I'm like, okay, a long time. And solitude is completely necessary. It is. It's necessary. It, I know we live in a house of FOMO, but solitude is sometimes very precious. It very much is so precious. I used to struggle with that tremendously when I first started living here. Like, I wanted to be involved with everything and everyone. And honestly, I was really popular when I first moved in here, actually. I was different energy back then. I was the gay, drunk party kid. Mm-hmm. And when I went sober, that energy changed, understandably. I'm at peace with it now, mm-hmm. but when I first started, it was super rough. And I had to learn that, okay, living in a co-living requires a different level of yeah. social mindfulness than living on your own. Of or course. even walking down the street, because like we said, we're in a Petri dish. Mm-hmm. We see, we witness, observe everything, but also vice versa, they're looking at us and they're yeah. seeing everything that we say and do. So there's definitely, I won't say it's more social responsibility, but it's just different because you have to be more mindful of the fact that everyone sees everything, everyone yes. hears everything for better and for worse. So you have to be really mindful of how you project your energy, how you carry yourself, how you interact with people because it will impact your own energy, yep. your relationships in the house, yep. and everything, honestly. Of course, yeah. And like I said, even though, like I said, it might be tempor- temporary, but those temporary months can be the longest months of your life. They can. They really can. Yeah. And always, like I said, try your best to, you know, take, like, you know, connect or try to, like, attract yourself with, like, the people that you know you don't have to try to talk to. Mm-hmm. Like, you can just be sitting down on the couch and just watching the movie and, like, just on your phone or sometimes, like, you don't have to talk to each other all the time. And it's like, you know, like, you don't have to... Because, you know... I don't know if you ever have this when when you know you're trying too hard. It's like, it feels like you're putting your whole, like, you know, soul in the air. You're like, okay, this is too much. Targeted. Yeah. It's like, shoom. I know that feeling all too well. Like, like I said, I used to try to, I used to not try. Oh my God, I cannot talk today. (laughs) I used to be very codependent. Yeah. And sometimes I still admittedly struggle with that. But nowadays I am more mindful with catching it. Mm -hmm. But I remember last year yeah there was a guy in the house super nice guy really great no issues whatsoever but whenever i would try to be friends with him and hang out he was always busy however i would always see on his instagram stories he was always hanging out with other people in the house yeah like going on hikes and doing this and that but whenever it came down to me personally he was always busy hmm. and it got to a point where he actually straight up asked me why do you want to hang out so bad and I was like, I literally just want to be your friend. Right. That's it. Right. And then he said, well, hang on at home. That's it. Oh. It took him a long ass time to just get to that point. And it hurt tremendously because yeah. I wanted to be his friend. And it was at a time when I was feeling kind of on the outs in the house a little bit. Yeah. Like, you know, when the vibe changes with different generations of tribe, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was at a generation of tribe where I was still social. I was still outgoing, but... The social vibe just wasn't in my favor in those days. And this guy was really, really nice. So I wanted to hang out, you know? But then in hindsight, I do recognize that there was some codependent imprinting on my end that was going on. That being said, I would have preferred him be straightforward from the get-go instead of saying, yeah, sure, or saying I'm busy, but then hanging out with other people. Right. Because like I said, fishbowl. We see everything. Yeah. And do you still talk to this? Not anymore, because I've accepted that, sure, we're friendly, but the friendship was always one-sided. Yeah, of course. Not to say that he's a bad person, it's just he never reciprocated my energy. Yeah. 
he didn't handle it in a way that I'm a fan of, but no. the reality is what it is. Of course, yeah, and it's, you know, that's gonna happen a lot. Yeah. That's gonna happen a lot. Sometimes happen. we'll find people in our lives and we'll be, we're trying to be mindful people, but yeah. some people just trigger something in us and we end up imprinting on them. Huh, Twilight reference, imprinting. Okay, <laughs> hold on. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Twilight, speaking of. Yes. I know. Oh, what I'm gonna watch Breaking Dawn. Not tonight. Mm. I'm gonna go have this weekend. Oh, next weekend. For those of y'all listening, I lost my Twilight virginity recently. I'm obsessed. You're welcome. <laughs> it's Steph's fault. I mean, we watch it, yeah. We watch it together. It's mm-hmm. amazing. I wanna... New Moon. I mean, someone up here. I know. It was It was slower, but I loved the build-up, the story. Ooh, the soundtrack. Yes, the soundtrack. And that's that's how me and Anthony become best friends. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of... Because <laughs> of Twilight. Because of Twilight, that's all it took. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is like I feel like we can definitely talk about this all day. Like we really can. We can talk about energies and friendship and all this all day. Uh, however, you do have to go to work. I got like fifteen more minutes. We could talk about a bit more okay. if you have time. Oh, hmm. Twilight. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. No. Um. What was I gonna say? I you know shiftings and energies and you know all these uh, things that we still we always go through. I think that. You know, because me, you and I have been living here forever. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, you mostly, but I mean, a year is... You're at the forever time. mark. I'm at the forever mark at this point. Um, we have been through a lot of people. Mm-hmm. A lot of shifts. Like, I was actually looking at my photos that I was that I took um, before, I mean, when I moved in here. And the ones that I've taken, you know, now. And my friend was like, Steph, this is like a timeline. Oh, my God. I never thought of yeah, that. Yeah, this is the timeline because, like, in my Instagram, the first photo I took of was, you know, obviously mm-hmm. our the best person in the world, mm-hmm. and then it gravitates to us camping, and then Tahoe, and then like the parties, and then summer, which was, you know, it was a long summer for me, but it was a great summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, summer is over. Uh, the August is done, and right now, like I said, I'm getting ready for grad school, so. It's a new chapter, a new shift for me that mm-hmm. I'm really excited for. Um, yeah, and you know, like my advice also to everyone listening is like, if you don't like your job, do not hesitate to find a new one. Honestly. Because, like I said, everything that you feel is totally valid. Mm-hmm. And even at work, if you feel like you're not appreciated or you're not, you're getting underpaid or some, you know, you just feel like you can do more, you probably can. And COVID mm-hmm. actually taught me this. Um, you know, a lot of people came forward that remote work was like one of the best things to happen to them because it's like they don't need to be in the office in a cubicle all day. It's like mm-hmm. you can be at a park, you can be at a library, you can be everywhere. So that's why I know remote remote work for a lot of people was like the best thing. And I feel like a lot of people also had more time to process who they were. I know I did. I don't know about you, but I know that during COVID when... I was not working. I was like, I actually wrote a book. I wrote a book and I was like, I have so much time. And I think that, you know, the lockdown really did help me also process like what I could do. Mm-hmm. And that is how I ended up in San Francisco. Yes. It's, that's just, you know, when people ask me, oh, why did you move, you know, to San Francisco? And I was just like, it's just like I said, I took advantage that, you know, the prices have gone down and rent. I mean, it's still really expensive to live here, but, um, 
I think I moved at a good time because when I was like at home and I was like, oh my gosh, like where's my next chapter gonna be at? Cause I lived in San Diego, I didn't really like it. I don't have desires to live in LA. San Francisco was like the city that I was like, history has happened here, you know, changing politics has happened here, a lot of acceptance and you know, the weirdos are here. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. I mean, look at and us. Then I moved, <laughs> I know, and then I, mo- I moved up, like it, one of the best places ever, Tribe. Mm-hmm. Like, what things don't we don't happen in the South? Seriously, like, oh my God, like the shoe in the dishwasher. For me, it was, and then when you said that was lube in the Yes, oh my God, like hashtag Tribe Life. I just, yeah, and then, I mean, so many things. Like, yeah, the shoes in the dishwasher were like, oh, the clothes in the in the dish hanger. Yeah. And I think it was underwear. Was I, nev- I don't know. There's never a dull moment in this no. house. Never a dull moment. But I love what you said about just, if you're unhappy with your job, do your own thing or something. Yeah. Like I said, I can't quote things for shit. But, like, when you said that, it reminded me of, um, so I'm not a huge Beyonce fan. Mm-hmm. I'm one of the few gays who, like, Beyonce can't fix everything. Right. But... I love her song, Break My Soul. Yeah. And it's true. Like, you know, if your job isn't adding to your life, mm-hmm. you're totally empowered to yeah. find something better. Yeah. We're so often stuck in the grind mentality, like money first. Of but course. mental health and contentment, that also is a huge priority. And both money and contentment can go hand in hand. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, uh, being a teacher is an example of people that don't get paid. Mm-hmm. But we love our job because, like I said, it's, um, like I said, working with, you know, kids, working with, like, you know, teaching something, some, you know, kids something is some, like, my reward. It's mm-hmm. like, I want to make an impact to a lot of my students, not just, you know, not just one, but also open up their minds to how they can, like, achieve their own goals. And, like, to me, teachers, like, and I talked about this with my friends, it's like, you know, she was saying, wow, Steph, like, how can you work as a teacher and live here? And I said, I manage. Like, I definitely don't spend a lot anymore. And like I said, there's help for teachers out here. And she's like, if teachers got paid more, I would be a teacher. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I mean, you know, it sucks what we get paid, but also we're there for a reason, not just for money. But I mean, I do agree we should get paid more. For sure. Yeah, totally. For sure. I'm like, yeah. I mean, everyone should get paid what they're worth, but yeah, that's just exactly. not the reality, unfortunately. We are too good for capitalism. Exactly. We're just too good for capitalism. We're too good for capitalism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like, you were talking earlier about conflict at work, yeah. and I'm not one who has many conflicts with coworkers mm-hmm. at work because my energy at work is different versus my energy at home. I mean, yeah. I'm friendly with all my coworkers. I love all yeah. my coworkers, but my priority is the work. So when I get there, I am a little bit more subdued. I am a yeah. little bit quieter, but that's strategic because my job is highly social. Yeah. So I save my energy for the customers. And I know there's going to be conflict there inevitably because the customer is always never right. Never right. So I have to be of the right energy. I have to be calm and centered. And if I waste all of that, not, not waste, if I use up a lot of that with talking to my coworkers, interacting with them excessively, then by the time work starts, I'm going to be drained a little bit. You know, I actually wrote that in my book. The customer is always wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, you know, the book that I wrote was actually about, you know, during COVID, it was about how underappreciated workers were. Yeah. Yeah. And how much, you know, they don't really care about the person working. Like, you know, with you working with customers, like, after Chipotle, I was like, no more. Like, I just cannot be fake. Mm-mm. Like, no, and I feel like 
whatever you go through, it's like people feel like once they leave their house, they have to literally be the starlight of every. I mean, you know, sorry. <laughs> I'm literally be, the starlight. Yeah, they have to literally be like the center of attention. They have to, you know, they want everything for their own. And it's like, you know, it's it's still not your own world. Like, mm-hmm. you're, you know, you're you're still going to somebody's workplace. You are in their space. Yes. Like you are, you know, they're giving you things Mm -hmm. because you're paying for it. Like you're not royalty. Mm -mm. Like customers are, it's like they deserve like the, you know, oh yeah, like the red carpet entrance. Like no. Mm -hmm. You're going to get the San Francisco street entrance. Yeah. Seriously. You're going to get the entrance covered with shit and heroin needles. I know. And you know what? It's funny to me how people still have the energy to argue when you have to literally go six steps up to your right it's like when we went there that one time we Mm -hmm. ate there we were like oh my god this is tribe times 10 because (laughs) of the stairs and when we got when we sat down we were just like oh my goodness it's like i give that person props for having that much energy to still be spiteful Mm -hmm. you know yeah i i actually just thought about this like how do people have energy to argue with you i don't fucking know I don't fucking Not know. Not even the stair stop. Oh you think God. they'd be grateful to just sit down, period. I'd be like, oof. And the like, thing is, like, I'm not a bend over backwards kind yeah. of person. I'm not a walk on eggshells kind of person, but I, I'll still accommodate where I can. Yeah. But that being said, I can't accommodate everybody. And I'm not the kind of restaurant host that'll be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'll give you whatever you want. No, bitch. Here's the reality. I'll tell it to you straight. Yeah. I'll be respectful about it, but this is the reality. Oh. And your options are either take it or wait even longer for the table that you want and I can't guarantee it's going to be in a short amount of time. Yeah, it's like, and even when, you know, when, when I'm a customer, it's like, is a booth open? No, it's just a table. If you want a booth, you want to wait. I'm like, no, no, just give me a table. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Like, even when, like I said, they get something wrong, I'm like, it's okay, don't worry about it. Unless it's like, they put dairy milk when I ask for oat milk. I'm like, okay. Because I'm yeah. just Right, that's, that's a different story. But it's like, I'm so sorry. And they're like, oh, it's okay. Like, don't give people a hard don't give workers a hard time yeah just because you decided to go out be grateful for the experience that you have no and it's like why do you want and i i always say this about old people sometimes it's like old people sometimes are the worst customers because they mm-hmm. love to get their way because it's like oh my god yes it's like it's like you are literally about to die and this is what you're choosing <laughs> no no i mean no but like sometimes that's no, true like, you're literally almost at your finish line mm-hmm. and you're still choosing to be better. You're yeah. still choosing to argue or like be mad. I had customers like that last oh week. There was a party of eight. We had Uber no party. Yes. Mm. And we had no tables available and the host downstairs, they did their job. They explained to them that it's going to be an hour wait, but you're welcome to wait upstairs at the bar in the meantime. Yeah. They did everything perfectly, but people hear what they want to hear. They ignore what's not convenient. They came upstairs and they expected their table. And I explained to them exactly what the host downstairs said. We don't have anything ready for you. It's going to be an hour wait. You're welcome to wait at the bar. They were pissed. They were like, but it's cold. I'm like, it's a rooftop in San Francisco. What do you expect? I know. And it was, it was, it's windy. Mm Mm-hmm. And I say it a lot more, a lot more politely than that, obviously. But in my mind, I'm like, what do you expect? I mean, sure, I get it. You're old and you're wrinkly and and, and, and you're going to die soon. But still... It's not going to kill you to wait over an hour and order drinks and appetizers while you wait. And plus, the bar is right on the view. It's right there. Yeah. So why are you whining? So you have a great view. No, and not only that, I feel like, again, how many steps do you have to go? Like, it's at least 
six story. I don't know how. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many. It was. It was a lot. But like I said, what you guys should do is put signs on the stairs saying, "Are you okay? <laughs> what mood are you in? Are you tired still?" Oh my God! Yes. Like saying, if you got to this point, congratulations, you made it. I might just print those signs and just put them on the walls because that's. Yes. I love that yes. so much. It's like, are you in a good mood? If not, you should try going back down. <laughs> Go down, come back up when you're yeah. correct. Like, no, and I mean, I've noticed here, like, a lot of the workers, I mean, this, these are also corporations that I, I mean, Starbucks, for example, like, a lot of workers, I mean, I, I, I got kind of checked, not really, I wasn't asking to be checked, but mm-hmm. I was at Starbucks once and like, um, I wanted to pay with the, with the app, but it wasn't working. And I was like, I was like, oh, I only have the app. And he's, and the person was like, sorry, how are you going to pay? I was like, uh, no, I'm like, I'm gonna pay, but also I was like, he was like, yeah, I was like, so how are you gonna pay though? I'm like, I have money, don't worry. But he was like, does she want to, like, she, he thought that I was gonna ask for a free drink, but I, I never asked for anything free. Mm-hmm. But he was ready to be like, those workers that are ready to be like, you're not gonna mess with me, not today. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, like, I give him props for that. But um, there's that local coffee shop that we live nearby that I just, I know I'm being bullied. Like, you can feel the bully, the energy again. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's workers in the city that are like, you know what, I'm just working. And I feel like they have they have that bond with each other. Like, if somebody messes with you, they mess with me. Which is something that a lot of workplaces don't have. Oh, yeah. So I hope that people do have your back. Your we do. At El yeah. we are very tight-knit. Like, yeah. I was telling you about those customers that were giving me crap yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Like, one of my coworkers kept checking on me throughout the night. He kept talking to them. So whenever yeah. there is a conflict like that, we have each other's back. Of course. And that's what exactly we need. And that's how you feel. That's that is a token of appreciation that you have, and that you should have, and every worker should have. And I feel like I never went through that as somebody that worked in customer service. In fact, Chipotle was hell, because my manager was always yelling, and at some point I did start crying. Mm-hmm. And so she didn't even apologize. That that was the worst part. Like when people are really shitty to you, and they know they're shitty, and they don't apologize. That's it's like to me. That's just like you know, ugh, like. I know this is how, you're frustrated, but I still deserve an apology. Mm-hmm. And it's people that don't know how to apologize that I have a problem with. Exactly. And plus, apologies, they're not that hard. No. But as humans, we tend to overcomplicate the notion yeah. of owning up to the fact that I was wrong, mm-hmm. I made you feel this way, and I regret doing that. Yeah. No. It's as easy as that. Yeah, it's like like higher powers that do not know how to apologize. And I, I know I've been through it so many times, but I still never get tired of being angry at it because it's like I apologize when I mess up and I mean I said I work with kids I apologize to kids whenever you know it's like I you know accuse them of something they didn't do it's like I apologize I didn't mean to accuse you mm-hmm. easy as that and when it comes to people it's like you know apologizing is not a sign of weakness it's a sign of like you hold yourself accountable yes it's not that you do accountability is also a thing like I said that you should be able to do with friends with workers because, like I said, once we get out of our high throne, mm-hmm. our high throne, it's like we humble ourselves. And that teaches us to be more empathetic towards others. Absolutely, yes. Because it's like, how are you going to say that you're an empath or that, oh, yeah, I understand what you're feeling, but never actually, like, do the work. Because mm-hmm. actions do speak, like, louder than words. They do. Me. They very much do. Like, some going back to friendship again before we close out, like, you can easily say... I'm your friend, I love you, I support you, this and that, this and that, but then the actions are everything against that. Yeah. And that shows you where the relationship actually is, and 
if one is capable of seeing that and owning it and apologizing, then that's great. We can move forward together and find a way to make this work. But if not, then that's a sign that we're growing in different directions. Not that I'm better than you, it's just we're not on the same level. And if the vibe check, if a vibe feels off, believe it. And Maya Angelou actually said this. When a person shows you who they are the first time, believe believe it. Yes. Believe it. And that is very true. That That is is very very true. true. You know, on that note, I do believe that quote. But I heard this one thing on a podcast I was listening to. I forget what it was. But real quick before we wrap this up. People do need the opportunity to grow themselves as well. Of course. And I'm not one who always does the three strike system. For me, sometimes one strike is all it takes. But they did mention that sometimes three strikes is necessary because sometimes the offense wasn't deliberate. It's just they're in their own bubble and they don't recognize. Yeah. And sometimes they just need the opportunity to grow and learn and develop. And then by the time the third strike comes along, they recognize it themselves and they correct it themselves. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. I mean, that's that's something that really does happen. And it has happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen it happen, but uh, with the people that I, you know, sometimes surround myself, it's like, okay, mm-hmm. this is exactly how you are. Yeah. Like, and I'll give people can, chance after yeah. chance, but... You can choose to accept it and be okay with it, which is totally fine, too, but it's also, like, how much is it going to clog your your feelings? Or, like, how, exactly. much is it, how much are you going to have to, like, you know, be like, oh, they cringe in order to be, like, okay. Like, if you have to force yourself into anything, don't do it. Exactly. It's like, I ask myself this all the time, how much am I willing to handle? Yes. And on that note, we covered a lot of really good shit today. Thank you for joining me for this. Thank you. I really love doing this. Yes. I'm going to have you back. We're going to do this again more often. Of course. Yeah. Yes. And hopefully it's a topic that I have, um, hopefully soon, so I can have more, like, you know, structure with myself. Because mm-hmm. I tend to... Like oh, me too. Way. Like, I, I describe it as giving TED Talks. Like, I, yeah. I go into TED Talk mode so easily. Yeah. I'm trying to work on that, but yes. it's, it's easy for me. Yes. But yeah, no, I had a great time. Yeah. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you. Bye.